welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joan. In the spirit of Valentine's Day, we are discussing some of our favorite couples activities to do in the parks and some things that sound really good, like a good couples activity that maybe we haven't done, like some good places to eat, some things to do. So so these are some of like just the top things if you're going on a date at the parks or you, know, you just want to go with your significant other, have more like an adult trip. Yeah, these are some things to do. Yeah, these all sound like fun, and a lot of them are things that I want to try. I was gonna say, yeah, looking through this, a lot of the stuff we've done, a lot of the places we've eaten, but looking up some stuff of things to do for couples, there were a lot of these. I was like, oh, I need to try this next time. It's amazing how you can go to Disney over and over again, specifically Disney World, because that's where we go most often. You can go over and over again, and yet you can read something and find like five things that you never knew existed. Like there's mm-hmm. so much to do there. Like I would, I would think by now I have seen or heard of everything, but I have not. It, like it's, it's absolutely yeah. amazing uh, how much stuff they have for you to do. I didn't know jelly rolls existed until we did one of the, uh, I think it was the last ride, r- race. Maybe was it the springtime surprise race where oh, they actually, run on the boardwalk. Yeah. yeah and they, they had, had the, the piano out. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing. So, I mean, yeah, there's always something that you can learn. Um, and we haven't gone That's how they yet. get your money. Oh, they, yeah. You're down there. And they're like, wait, what is this? I got to go back now and try that. Like, that's how they get you. They put the piano out there. You're like, wait, what are those piano people? Wait, there's a there's a dueling piano bar? <laughs> Guess I'll have to go they're, back. They're very good at getting your money. We have a friend this, this week that just went for her first trip to Disney World ever. And she loved it. Speaking of Disney taking all of our money, um, Disney had their... Uh, earnings announcement this week, and this was Bob Iger's first quarter back. The company did very well, better than expected. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but they did really bad, and then Chapek left. Uh, he didn't leave, but you know what <laughs> I mean. And then Iger comes back, and they start doing better than expected. But he announced some stuff, which I'm really surprised they announced it on the, the investor call. Like These are things that you would think would have been announced at a D23 or something, but he kind of threw them out on the investor call. They're all kind of very weird, um, I feel like, too. Minus the, like, cutting jobs. That, I guess, I can understand as being part of the investor call. Well, yeah, so so they announced announced that, that they're doing a restructuring, basically kind of undoing what Chapek did, where he reorganized everything into two divisions. There's now going to be three divisions. So there's still going to be parks. Josh DeMauro's in charge of that. There's going to be... movies and content distribution and dana walden who we have talked about as a potential ceo replacement she will be uh, co in charge of that and then they're creating uh, a third one for espn and the espn is going to be its own division i kind of think that they're doing that to make it easier to sell espn there's been rumors in the past and investors pushing disney to sell espn because it's worth money to try to sell it you know, pay off some of their debt that they incurred from uh, purchasing Fox. And I think making it its own division makes that a lot easier to do, breaking out from the other TV uh, and streaming. So I'm kind of interested to see what that happens. But what I wanted to talk about was all the things that they announced where they're going to take our money. So they announced Frozen 3 is officially in the works, Zootopia 2, and Toy Story 5. So these are all movies. And again, very odd that this is just announced on an earnings call for Wall Street, but we got three major sequels announced. Yeah, so I have lots of thoughts about this. First of all, I don't know we need another Toy Story movie. I feel like the last Toy Story movie wrapped things up quite well. Uh, that's, that is my initial thought on this too was 
Toy Story 4 wrapped up the story. I mean, obviously, they can always have more stories, um, but it really don't feel like we needed one. It felt like a good conclusion to it. We're kind of getting into the point where Toy Story is turning into like the Fast and the Furious franchises where there's <laughs> going to be 10 of these pretty yeah, soon. I was going to say, they're, they're halfway there. But I, I, I have to imagine that we're getting Toy Story 5. And again, we obviously don't know the numbers. Toy Story does really well at the box office. I have to imagine Toy Story does really well on streaming too. Like they have to have some sort of data that people really love Toy Story. It either sells way more merch than all the other properties. It, it streams really well. It obviously does well at the box office. But it seems like they, they have to know something because, yeah, why we don't need a Toy Story 5. So here's my theory. They want it, they're going to keep the Toy Story franchise going as long as they can because they have a Toy Story land. And they're making a Zootopia 2 because they're going to be building a Zootopia land. Well, Zootopia obviously needed a sequel. That was a great movie. I think yeah, it's kind I, of surprising that it's taken this long to come up with Zootopia 2. I don't know about the Toy Story Land theory because there's a lot of lands at the theme parks and rides that they never made sequels to. I, I think it's more about merchandise sales, things really, like that. Really, I just said that because I I want to be on record that we are getting a Zootopia in Disney World. Oh, you think it's, it's, it's coming? You think it's coming? Okay. Because I think this is... Well, we're this getting is in Shanghai. Just, yeah, exactly. But I think that this is just this, like, I don't know, putting the forms up for the cement. I don't know if that's a thing. I'm going to make that a, an expression. But I think that this is cementing that there's going to be a Zootopia land. Well, I'm excited about Frozen 3. I, I, I called this that this was going to get announced at <laughs> yeah, D23 because they had every cast member of Frozen get inducted as Disney Legends. I have to imagine this stuff has been in the works for months. It had to have oh, been yeah. ready. Frozen 3, for certain, had to have been ready to get announced at D23. Why they would cut that when you have the whole cast there, you had to know this was happening. Why they would say, no, this like no, we're not announcing this. Because nothing came out of D23. Yeah. I mean, it and had to And then just to, to announce been, it on a random day in February seems insane, but it whatever. It had to have been. I mean, that was just horrible mismanagement. But yeah. Well, and that management is now gone, so we're, <laughs> we're moving past that. The other thing I want to mention real quick uh, that Bob Iger dropped was that Disneyland is getting an Avatar experience is going to be coming to Disneyland. So no real details on when or what that is. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a full land. Um, it's going to be an Avatar experience. I will say a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, uh, if you're on YouTube, DSNY Newscast, they do a lot of uh, really good kind of reporting on rumors and, and kind of digging into things that may be potentially coming to the theme parks. And about a month ago, there was a YouTube video of this insane banshee animatronic puppet that some studio had built for some Avatar thing. I think it might have been like in Asia, something to promote the movie. And he kind of theorized that Disney's going to bring this as kind of like a dragon under the castle experience like you have in Paris, uh -huh. where you go in and you see the dragon that they'll have some sort of cave experience where you walk in and you see this banshee he thought it was going to come to pandora and walt disney world but with this avatar experience this could be a, a little small little walkthrough experience where you see this really awesome animatronic at the end huh. so go, go check out that video because it it's amazing to see kind of the footage of this thing that they built i think that that's all really good news although i mean i I'll, the other thing to come out of that earnings call was i think it's like seven thousand 7, jobs, jobs are yeah. going to be um cut 
as a kind of almost in preparation for some financial difficulties in our economy. And well, and as part of this restructuring too. And they talked yeah. about trying to save like $5 billion in costs. It sounds like I think around $3 billion is going to come out of content. So I think they're going to probably pull back on how much content they're producing. I think the one good thing is they said it's not going to impact the hourly cast members at the theme parks. So it sounds like it, some of these cuts will hit theme parks, um, but it's not going to be, I think, kind of the boots on the ground cast members, um, which is good. But yeah, it's always tough um, anytime you have these like restructurings and people lose their jobs. Yeah. There's a ton of companies announcing layoffs, especially in like the tech space and everything um, a lot. So it's, it's definitely tough. And you know, if anybody's listening uh, is impacted um, yeah, by this, you know, really we're sorry. sorry. Yeah, yes, you know, hopefully, terrible. hopefully, bounce back uh, pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into our main topic here, talking about couples activities at Walt Disney World. And if you're interested, if any of this stuff sounds great, you're like, hey, I need to go back. I need to go to Walt Disney World. And you're interested in planning a trip, be sure to reach out to Becky Ginther at Castle Dreams Travel. She's our official travel agent of the podcast. She has helped us plan our Adventures by Disney trip, our trip to Disneyland Paris. So she's helped us in the past. And she is really great. Uh, you can reach out to her at G at CastleDreamsTravel.com. Be sure to tell her that Enchanted Ear sent you. We will also put her information uh, in the show notes if anybody's interested. All right, so let's jump into this. So, you know, if you're thinking about doing a couple's trip, doing an adult trip, you know, you you kind of have a couple key things. It's where are you going to (laughs) stay? A couple key things. Sorry. (laughs) Where are you going to stay? I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, You know, kind of where are you going to eat and some activities to do. So I think starting at where, where to stay, I think you have a couple good options. You're obviously going to stay at at one of the deluxe resorts, if you can, because they're obviously going to be nicer than staying at like an all-star music. Not that you can't stay there, not that you can't stay at the all-stars, but if you're going for a little bit like nicer experience, I would definitely recommend at least like a moderate or a deluxe. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that a lot of the places have some really nice rooms. I would say like, even if you wanted to stay at like Art of Animation, which was where we frequently stayed, um, if you get like one of the bigger rooms, like the the, the, the Simba, yeah, this like the Simba or the Lion King themed ones, those are super cool rooms. Like, yeah, and I will say with that though, I mean you're paying a lot more for those suites. You might as well. So at that point, you might as well go to a, yeah. go to a moderate or deluxe. So I think you know if you're looking at like a moderate, something like a Port Orleans, I think is really nice. That's a, a really beautiful resort. It's kind of secluded, a little bit you know more quiet. It's also right on the river. You can take the water taxi into Disney Springs. So just kind of like a nice atmosphere. You know, it's it's New Orleans, French themed, uh, so you can get you know Mickey beignets and stuff like that. And, and again, you have a nice access to Disney Springs, which I think Disney Springs is definitely a great place to go for couples. There's a ton of stuff to do, a lot of great mm-hmm. nightlife. So Port Orleans, I think, is a great resort. If you're going to go deluxe and you kind of are going all out on this trip, I think you can't go wrong with Grand Floridian. Beautiful mm-hmm. resort right on Seven Seas Lagoon there. Um, definitely, you know, deluxe of the deluxe resorts. It's, it's the it's, deluxest. Yeah, it's on It's on the monorail. It's right by Magic Kingdom. So I think you can't go wrong there. I also would say the Riviera. And I think I would have a hard time kind of picking between Grand Floridian and the Riviera because the Riviera uh, is the newest resort. The pools are great. The vibe there, I think, is great. Again, it's kind of secluded a bit. But the views, the, the the fact that it's a tower and you can see Epcot, it's just got, and you can see Caribbean Beach, it's just got incredible views. I would love to stay there. And I think that would be a very romantic place. You eat at Topolino's at night. I think it'd be great. Yeah, the Riviera is 
the Riviera is an interesting ex- resort because personally, like the style of the resort, I don't particularly love. It's kind of like old classiness meets like, you know, just a nice looking hotel. It doesn't, there's nothing really inherently Disney about Riviera. However, saying that it does have some, we found those little mosaics. The last time we walked through that, oh, that like tangled yeah, yeah. mosaic, but yeah, yeah that's that about is, it. That that's about true. it. Yeah. That we did find those, but Topolino's is great. I that was probably that might to date be my favorite character experience, and we couldn't even get close to the characters because it was still post pandemic, like very close, and so we we couldn't hug or touch the characters. But I thought that was a really cool experience. I liked the food there, um, and then the view afterward and going out on the deck was that'd be, amazing. That'd be great because you can see the fireworks from Epcot from there. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like a, like a dinner there with the fireworks would just be perfect. Right, and. The Riviera, as far as I know, at least, is like one of the only Disney hotels that has a gym. So if you wanted to go and like, you know, get your your lift on or your run on and you didn't want to just go ruin your whole activity, ruin your whole trip because, you know, you don't walk 20 miles every day to begin with. You got to go run after. <laughs> but it, it does have that. Grand Floridian may have a gym. I, I don't know. I mean, we know the Polynesian definitely does it. I don't think a lot of them do. The Grand Floridian may have one because they have a spa. So that's yeah. another thing. So again... This is something we haven't done at Disney. We've definitely been to spas, love spas. <laughs> we are spas. I don't know why we haven't <laughs> gone to a spa at Disney. I think we're so busy. But the Grand Floridian has the census spa. And so I think, again, that's a great couples activity, a great thing for a couples trip. So with that, they may have kind of a fitness center in there, but that's the only Disney hotel. Uh, I think some of the other hotels have spas in the area, but that's the only Disney-owned property. So that's kind of another, uh, you know, check in maybe staying at the Grand Floridian because then you could you could do a spa day, which I think hey, if you have not done a spa day, go do a spa day. It's extremely relaxing mm-hmm. and extremely incredible. Highly recommend everybody. I would do a spa <laughs> day probably once a month if I could. Uh, once a week. <laughs> once a week, maybe too much. That may be too much relaxation. I would get a massage once a week if I could. Yeah, but I think full spa day once a month, you can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. It's amazing. I think we should do a spa day. We should make our first spa day at the Grand Floridian because you and I were already talking about potentially going back and doing the Disney World Marathon and maybe me doing the Dopey again in 2025. I think we should do it the day. A spa day. The spa oh, day. that'd be nice. Either the day after or... The um, day of the marathon. Or the day of the marathon. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. You after a long run like that, great uh-huh. spa day relax uh-huh that sounds really good i know right yeah call me the i'm the expert trip planner in the couple now <laughs> i don't know about that but sure <laughs> you know another another reason uh, i think the grand floridian seems to be winning out in terms of like best places to stay uh, is the monorail bar crawl i know that's a very popular mm-hmm. activity because you you basically for those of you not familiar you hop on the monorail and you just stop at each resort grab a drink. So you stop at the Polynesian, get something at Trader Sam's, which is an incredibly themed bar, very hard to get into. Um, but you know, great drinks, incredibly themed bar. I go to Grand Floridian, go to the Contemporary and just kind of take the monorail around. And if you're maybe feeling ambitious, take the monorail down to Epcot mm-hmm. and just keep that bar crawl going. Um, but, but stopping at each of those hotels. So obviously you don't have to stay at the you know Grand Floridian or, or one of the hotels on the monorail line to do this um, but if you're staying there it's nice because then you can kind of just at the end of the night loop back uh, and you don't have to worry about taking a bus or something back to your hotel but I, I know that's something that a lot of people do we've not done this but I think yeah kind of going to each hotel it's a nice way to spend 
an evening. And again, I think you know if you're if you're thinking about couples activities and you're thinking about a couples trip, you're probably not thinking a ton about the parks. And and we'll kind of get into like, hey, what do we think is the most romantic park or something if you're going on a date, something like that. But like you, you don't really think about going to the Magic Kingdom and, and fighting 45,000 other people mm-hmm. in the middle of a hot Florida day as, as a romantic trip, you know? So you're thinking of these other activities you can do that are outside the parks. And I think that's why, you know, we mentioned the spa and I think like the bar crawl makes sense because it's, it's something you can do at night. It's fun. Again, you're not going to be fighting as many people. It's not the craziness of the parks. It's a little bit quieter. It's a nicer activity to do. Yeah, I agree. And I think another way that you can kind of like level this idea up is, you know, kind of speaking of things that you can do as a couple, I think matching t-shirts, I think going to the different, you know, you can go and go shopping at the different like places or even like a matching Disney bound. Yeah. And I was getting there or a matching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I go ahead. I never said that. <laughs> or you could do a matching Disney bound. You know, oh, we, that's we a great a, idea. Yeah. A matching Disney bound. Our I mean, friends do this all the time. I and never, they are always so cute. I never thought of that. That's an incredible idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, those kind of things are just like really nice. It'll make for some really nice, memorable, you know, photos. And it, I think it just, you know, sometimes it's just when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you just kind of have a good time, like more of a good time. So I think that those things can just sort of level those little dates up. Obviously wear shoes that you can walk in, but yeah. Yeah. I think the big you know, key thing too is to like schedule in time to like relax. So again, if you're going mm-hmm. for a long trip, schedule a day where you don't go to the parks. You know, I think everything we're talking about is not park related. And I think there's, again, there's a reason for that because it's kind of more relaxing. If, if you go for four days and you're four days from, you know, rope drop to fireworks every day, that's not going to be a very relaxing vacation. You're going to come back and be like, I need a vacation for my vacation. So, yeah. so spend a day, go to the spa, go to the pool. Uh, you know, again, Riviera has, has some great pools that look very relaxing. Um, do the bar crawl, do something like that, go out yeah. for a nice meal. And I think that's going to be a much more memorable experience. Yeah. I think that for me, probably the best of these experiences or something that I would actually really like to do hint hint is that I would love to go and just have like a pool day or like a day where we go and just like spend some time um, at Trader Sam's and we just kind of relax a lot during the day maybe take a nap and then we go out at night to like the boardwalk and we do the different nightlife places so jelly rolls would be a really great place to go like piano bar or you could go to like the dance club and yeah the boardwalk has a lot of great stuff so that's that's a good right point of yeah like rest up during the day go out at night um yeah boardwalk has a great place i think another great place to go is uh disney springs so the boardwalk's great because you mentioned jelly rolls you mentioned the dance club they have a lot of like little you know bakeries and shops places to eat i can go to beaches and cream if you want to (laughs) you get some ice cream um but disney springs is great too and i'm always amazed i mean i love going to disney springs during the day just because it's so beautiful that water just it looks so great it's it's very relaxing to be there but at night it it changes as well and i'm always amazed by it of how it comes to life in a different way at night. There's live entertainment everywhere you go. Um, there's there's always people 
uh, playing music or there's street performers. Like there's always something going on. Uh, you have Splitsville. You could go bowling. You could go see a show. There's a lot of bars and stuff to go to as well. So definitely I think Disney Springs is a, is a great place to go. And kind of, you know, talking on like, a good reason to go to Disney Springs or or the boardwalk we mentioned, you know, beaches and cream for some ice cream. But again, places to eat. So if you're going for like a romantic dinner, I think uh, Disney Springs has a lot of places you can go to. So they have Wine Bar George, which is always very popular uh, with people. I think the Boathouse is another great one, especially if you can get a table right on the water there. Oh, yeah, like at sunset. We had that the one day and it was beautiful. Yeah, and also because then there is a stage right next to the Boathouse so um, if there's music playing, you can hear them. So if you're outside, so you can hear the music, you're right at sunset, you got a great view of the water there. I think that's a, a great place to eat. I think another place, so this is uh, kind of going back more towards the theme parks, not Disney Springs, but a, a great dinner would be uh, California Grill at the Contemporary with the fireworks viewing. So going for the fireworks um, because it's going to be it, – California Grill is, is obviously more upscale restaurant, but you have a great view of the fireworks of the Magic Kingdom. That's a great way to end the night. Another thing you could do is go to Victoria and Albert's. This is if you want to go like real over the top fancy. Uh, the tasting menu there is $295 a person. They also have a very strict dress code. So men have to wear um, suits and ties and everything. So that again is like you're going over the top. You're splurging. I think it's like a three or four hour tasting menu i will say we did a tasting menu on our on our adventures by disney and that was an experience that was the first time we'd never done that before you didn't get the tasting menu but i did and that was that was an experience i will say that that tasting menu i think was like 80 dollars this one's yeah. 295 a person, and that doesn't include wine. If you want the wine pairings with it, I think it's another like $130, oh $140. So again, you're definitely splurging. You're definitely going over the top. If if you like wine and cheese, Jico over at Animal Kingdom Lodge on Wednesdays does a wine tasting. I'm not 100% sure if they're still doing this. I couldn't find if this is currently going on, but they have done it. So you may want to check if this is something you're interested in, um, but they do a wine tasting. Uh, with cheese pairings as well. Um, so I, I think, again, you have a lot of really good options. And these are just kind of a few restaurants, but I think some of the probably more romantic ones. So we talked about some options, some things to do. Again, not really stuff in the parks. But if you are going to go to the parks, what do you think, Angela, is the most romantic park? Like, what would you pick? <laughs> um, it would probably depend on the day. So I think that it's probably for me, if it was un, if it was not a crowded day and you're going to be surprised by this, but I think the magic kingdom is the most romantic park. Wow. See, I, I would probably say that's one of the least just because of the people. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's not a crowded day, you know, you have the castle there, you have main street, you have almost all of the classic rides. And so those, that would make for a really awesome, memorable day. You can get some really nice pictures there if there weren't a lot of people, um, and kind of just take it easy. But the magic kingdom, I feel like is so rarely uncrowded that it kind of would lose that status with me. And I, I would say animal kingdom is probably the most romantic park then because there's areas of seclusion. You can get away from other people, even if it's a crowded day, there's a lot of foliage so that you can kind of go and find your way into like, go to an, buy an enclosure and just hang out and watch an animal. 
sit and like you could have that mi- that moment with your partner where you are kind of just observing and really just taking in the environment around you. And I think that that's why I kind of like Animal Kingdom. Another reason why I like Animal Kingdom is I think it's one of the easiest parks to be present in because you are so present in that you are you're <laughs> watching these animals and and enjoying them and you're curious about them and that's all happening in the moment. So I, I think that that's a great place to be. Or you're not trying to get attacked by birds, you know, <laughs> things like that. They're trained well. I watched I watched the Magic of Disney. Not Animal not the ones in uh. Just like the free flight aviary, those birds aren't trained. They're coming for me. I'm very afraid of those birds. Um, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I think Animal Kingdom is the most romantic park. I think it's the least theme park of the parks, and I think that's kind of why it, it definitely feels like, yes, you are in nature. It's it's shaded. It doesn't feel like you're just in this concrete jungle like it does feel You know, sometimes when you're in Epcot or Hollywood Studios when there's not as much shade. Um, and it, it feels very industrial in those places. All the foliage, even someplace like Pandora, especially at night. I mean, the way that lights up, it is just, it's so beautiful during the day, but at night it becomes even more beautiful. And then the tree of life lights up at night. It's just beautiful lighting packages. That park, I think it yeah, is the most romantic park, especially at night um, when it gets a little bit darker and those, those lighting packages comes on. It just becomes so beautiful. And like you said, it's, there's just kind of more free flowing walkways. You can kind of just meander and you can, you know, get some space. You can kind of get away from some of the crowds. Yeah. It feels a bit like, you know, it doesn't feel like a nature hike, but kind of, you know, you're, you can almost like, like we were saying, you can kind of get lost and, and just enjoy the scenery. I mean, it's, it's meant to be beautiful. And I think that they did a really good job in theming when they did that. Yeah, I think Magic Kingdom, because of the castle, that's probably the second one. I think if you maybe ate at a place like Be Our Guest, obviously mm-hmm. that's a very nice setting. Um, it's it's the tale as old as time. It's about a love story. So, you know, it, it kind of gets you, you know, in that headspace um, for a nice romantic meal. But I, I think the other ones, again, I mean, like Epcot's well, not. I, I mean, Hollywood see. Studios really isn't. I definitely don't think Hollywood And I, and I don't Studios. think Magic Kingdom overall really is either because, again, it's, it's so crowded and there's so many people there. It's like when you're there – it's more about like what can we ride what can we see and not really like again slowing down and taking the time like going through animal kingdom does right but i could see people saying are making an argument for epcot as well because you know it tends to be a more adult park so it, it, it i mean might may, not maybe have... specific areas of epcot but i think as a whole like especially the whole front part of epcot well, now it's under construction. Like, <laughs> there's not really much to look at. I think, yes, yeah, some of the countries definitely have some maybe more romantic spots in them. But I think, by and large, I think it's it's Animal Kingdom. Right. All right. So if you're going to plan a date, right? Okay. So we, we, we laid a lot of stuff out. But, like, what do we think is kind of maybe, like, our ideal date? So I'm going to I'm gonna paint this picture for you, Angela. This is the date we're going to go on. You tell me if you think this is a good date. Okay, okay I'm going to close my eyes to visualize. All right, so we're going to start. We're going to go to the most romantic park we just talked about. We're going to go to Animal Kingdom because obviously, boom, right there, Animal Kingdom, most romantic park. I think we're off to a good start. We're going to go. And you picked my favorite park, so there you go. you're two for two right, right now so far. We're going to go on the Wild African Trek, behind the scenes tour Wild African Trek for a couple reasons. Okay. One, it's fun to do. <laughs> Yep. It's about animals. <laughs> it's it's it is a great behind the scenes tour because you get to go basically through Kilimanjaro safaris. You get to go kind of 
behind the hippo enclosure, uh, over the crocodiles, you get to have a nice meal on the savanna. But it's a good bonding experience because there's a little bit of fear involved in walking over a wooden bridge where they have some slats missing. So again, they, they make it a little bit shaky um, walking over crocodiles that could eat you. And there's nothing that brings couples together more than a fear bond. A nice little bit of fear <laughs> gets your adrenaline going. You're not, you're not quite sure. Is this, I think it's safe. You know, it's Disney. It should be safe, but I, I don't know. This this seems like it's a, a little sketchy. Danger, danger, danger. And so it's a good, <laughs> good bonding experience. So that's, I think, a good way to start a date is you want to have a good bonding experience, have a nice, you know, little meal on the savanna. While we're in Animal Kingdom, we're then going to move to the Nomad Lounge for some, for some light eats and drinks. Ooh. Get some churros. Yep. Get some drinks. Again, it's a nice way to kind of relax, decompress. You earned it. You survived. You didn't get eaten by a hippo because hippos are the dangerous <laughs> ones. Those are actually the ones I'd probably worry about more uh, than the crocs. But uh, but then you go, you get some nice churros. So we have a beautiful day uh, at Animal Kingdom. We do all that. Maybe we head back to the pool, something like that. We head out at night, right around sunset. We go to the boathouse because I I think the boathouse is the place to go. I love the boathouse. Get a table right on the water. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we go ride the Amphibicar. Oh my goodness. We get in the car that goes in the water because you don't blows my mind. Yeah, you don't believe this works at all. So you get a nice little boat ride on the water and a unique form of transportation. Again, it's memorable. You're gonna get a nice photo of it. You're gonna remember it. If you just took a boat out on the water, sure you're gonna remember it. But if you tell people I was in a car that was on land and then went into water, you're gonna remember that. Like it's gonna be a memorable event. And then we head back. Uh, so I think in this case, we're probably staying at the Grand Floridian or somewhere around the Magic Kingdom because then we head back, we end the night, we'll say the Grand Floridian kind of sitting on the beach there where they have, you know, kind of the fake beach and we watch the electrical water pageant. It's just a perfect way to end the night. The electrical water pageant goes by and then the fireworks go off in Magic Kingdom and we see and hear the fireworks and it's a perfect cap to a perfect day. Wow. How does that sound? I mean, that sounds like a great date to me. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot going on, but I think that sounds pretty good. You miss the uh, the trip to the merch store, though, to, to stock up on merch. To, that oh, we I, didn't buy, I didn't buy you anything. Okay. All right. You, can, you, <laughs> you get a lounge fly bag, too, in this deal. Well, I feel like, no, I want, I want, matching, I want matching couples stuff. Well, that's, you got to buy that ahead of time. Well, yeah, but maybe we're there and we see like a really cute sweatsuit and we're both like, we could wear these on the weekends when we're just hanging out at the house. And so well, we, we're just lounging, remembering about the great uh, date d- day. I, mean, I can't even call it a date night. This is a whole date experience. Yeah. See, now I know you can you can plan these kinds of things. So now you put yourself on the hook. I mean, we do this kind of stuff, though. This is the kind of stuff we do. But no, I, I think that would be... I guess it's I don't I don't view it as a date because it's always just us. But yeah, yeah. you're right. I, I think, though, I, I think that's a, a, a example of a potential date. And I think if, if you're with somebody that likes animals, likes a little bit of adventure... I think that's a, I think that's a great experience. I don't think you can go wrong with any of those. Wild Africa Trek is great. The Nomad Lounge, Boathouse. You're going to have great experiences at all of those. Seeing the electrical water pageant. Again, that's something that not a lot of people see, not a lot of people know about. Because if you're going to the Magic Kingdom, <laughs> you're there for the fireworks. You're not out on the lagoon. So you have to be somebody staying at the hotel uh, around the lagoon and also kind of at the hotel. Again, if you're somebody that's out every night for the fireworks, you're going to miss that. But it's a really, it's a 
it's a fun little thing. I mean, it, it's cool. I, I mean, haven't seen it because yeah. we tried to watch it when we were down yeah, there. Yeah, it got for canceled the, the one day. And it got canceled. But we did happen to see like a comet, which was really strange. Like uh, We didn't see a comet. We saw some sort of alien technology crash was, landing to earth it, it was burned insane. up in a fireball yeah there was like a yeah it was like a bright ball with a tail have you on ever the seen end the movie it? cloverfield i'm <laughs> concerned that there's gonna be a monster coming up sometime soon it's only it's been about a out month of seven seven seas lagoon just yeah like what i mean it did. hold on you made it sound like a meteor crashed into the lagoon right <laughs> it in front it, of it us didn't, it, didn't. it was off in the distance so we're at the polynesian and we're looking out towards uh, Magic Kingdom, Grand Floridian, and in the sky, a literal fireball. It wasn't like very big, but it was big enough that you could see it. And I was like, we both and it turned. it wasn't just like a shooting star. It wasn't like a bright light. No, it light. burned up. It was a it, fireball yeah, burning up. Yeah, it actually burned and up. And we so, both turned to each other and we were like, what was that? And I'm like, that's some sort of alien I don't know if it was in. like a meteor. Like, I, I can't remember. I think meteorites are the ones that hit I, the earth. I, I have no so, idea. So if you're a person who knows about those kinds of things, please let us know based on our description if there's like a tail on the end of it that's like literally you can see it like fiery burning that's that's what we saw I, I was concerned the way the world's been going the past couple years that that was the alien invasion starting and we were going to wake <laughs> up the next day to find out aliens have come so and they and they would greet us by going "Ooh, <laughs> that, that actually wouldn't be too bad no okay they're so that, cute so. they just like squeak but yeah but that's something so if you're if you've never seen that i definitely would recommend you know next time you go try to have a, a night go to the magic kingdom but I think they run, obviously you have to look at what time, but like, I think when we were there, it was like eight 30 or something like that, but leave and, and maybe go to the grand Floridian, go to the Polynesian and kind of sit out there on the beach, but watch, watch the electric water patching. It's, it's really cool. Any, any thoughts, Angela, anything I missed that you think of like, Hey, my ideal date, this is what I would do besides shopping. Well, I would have to say that my ideal date would maybe, I think what you came up with is fantastic. I really enjoy this idea. We have also done the um, the surfing experience at at Typhoon Lagoon, and that was fun. Although I will say that's more you know individualized. I mean, you're out on the wave by yourself. You wait in line with your partner, but you're not really together. So I don't know if that's really super romantic. It's just kind of fun. But I think you know if you could you could do the VIP tour, just you, the two of you. And then you get very expensive yes, VIP tour. Ex well, hey, listen, money is no object in my okay. in my ideal okay. date. You're then, right. I didn't put a dollar limit on it. So if you got a VIP tour and it was just the two of you, it would be fun because now the park doesn't matter because you can skip all of the lines, so you can ride as much as you want. So, and I think does it go across parks too? Yeah, you can get. Yeah, you can go across the park. So, you, so you kind of see that as a way of like cramming in all the fun stuff you want to do during the day, and then so then like the evening, you're doing something different, I guess. I would go to the boardwalk. I really okay. want to go to the boardwalk. That is to me, that is the gold standard of something that I really want to do. Just because we don't, that's just so very different than what we do in our regular life. So yeah, you can ride those like little like uh, bicycle carts. I'm not sure what they're called. Yeah, um, pass. But you could yeah, like you could ride that around on the boardwalk. Oh, yeah. Again, just just something to do, just to kind of like go around. But no, that all all sounds good. The VIP, very expensive, but okay. <laughs> Seems like a lot just to, to cram in some rides. But yeah, no, I I was just you. so the boardwalk, boardwalk. Hey, I'm just brainstorming out loud. So if I swapped out boathouse for boardwalk. You're like, and to keep everything else the same, you're like, this is great. I go to Animal Kingdom. I'm going to the boardwalk. No, you just swap out electric light pageant for boardwalk. For boardwalk. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Even better. Yep. 
And also, while very important on this date, while you are over at the boathouse, you get in line for Gideon's and you get a Gideon's cookie or 17. A, a co- I was to say eight Or Gideon's 17. Cookie. And then instead of sharing it with your loved one, you just don't. They won't let you buy 17. But I like, I like, where you get as at. many as they allow you to buy. That's, that's smart. How many, can, we walk up, how many can we get? I'll take that many cookies. I want to be like a, um, like a, Gideon's black card member where it's like you can just you know instead of having an, an unlimited credit card limit you have an unlimited cookie limit I want one where they give me free cookies I want to be their spokesperson oh I don't want nice. to I don't want to pay for them all I want to just it's get like free a cookie cookies. club yeah I just want like a free cookie every time I go all right all right but that wraps up our show for this week love to hear from our listeners what are some of your favorite couples activities when you go to the parks what would be your ideal date at a Disney park. We'd love to hear. Uh, let us know over on Facebook. We're Enchanted Ears over there or on Instagram, Enchanted Ears Podcast. I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps and we really appreciate it. Thanks for letting us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.